welcome to an abundance of thrones for june 18 2014 we are here discussing season four episode 10 the children written by david benioff and db weiss directed by alex graves vala magulas guys vala the hiatus how, how are we doing? doing hello i'm doing well how about you guys <laughs> Wade doesn't speak High Valyrian. I don't know. I don't even have the common tongue. I don't really. But he's speak. He's speaking in the common tongue. That's fine. Uh, That's fine. Yeah. To touch base on the viewership for the episode, um, not quite to the peak of some of Alex's previous works, but it did reach up to seven point oh nine million US. And according to Huffington Post, there it is the most pirated episode yet. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't have those figures. So, awards all around. That's right. I'm going to try to get those figures. But, uh, <laughs> How many times was this pirated? It's, <laughs> seven million. I don't know. That's why our viewership is so low. <laughs> Everyone's pirating it. God damn it. I'm surprised that the viewership dropped for the finale. I was too. I mean, we saw it drop. I mean, we could try to blame it on Father's Day, but don't all the fathers want to watch Game of Thrones? I mean... Yeah, but maybe they were being good and spending time with their kids. Still, though, I would have thought that, um, you know, on-demand plays through HBO Go and stuff would have counted. I suppose it wouldn't count for the initial viewing, would it? Yeah, not really. But according to Huffington Post, over 250,000 people managed to share the same torrent file, breaking the show's own record, which was set back in May. Wow. Cool. What what episode was that? Uh, I'm not sure. Didn't say the episode. It just said there was a the previous high point number was May. Cool. There was a total of 1.5 million downloads within 12 hours of the finale's airing, but one single file was torrented 250,000 times. That's awesome. I wonder if they can trace that back, and if somebody's going to get in trouble for it. I would imagine it. It has to be able to be traced back to some point. Pirate Bay? I don't know. I don't know the torrent world, I couldn't say. Or Slaver's Bay. One of the two. Uh, With an average viewership of 18.6 million, GOT attracted its largest audience ever this past season. So what is there to worry about? I guess it's kind of a defense of of the piracy of... Listen, you're getting plenty of viewers, so chill out. I don't know. Um, Show summary. Let's get this out of the way, then we can talk about what we feel about it. Jon Snow treats with Mance Raider, but their negotiations are interrupted when Stannis Baratheon, or Baratheon if you're George, and his army suddenly arrive, defeating the Wildling army and taking Mance prisoner. Later, the Night's Watch burn the bodies of their dead while Jon burns Egret beyond the wall. Bran and his party come upon the large heart tree, from his visions, but as they arrive, they are attacked by reanimated skeletons. Though Jojen is killed, Bran, Hodor, Mira, or and Mira are saved by a child of the forest who takes them to the Three-Eyed Raven. In Marine, Danny reluctantly grants a former slave's wish to be sold back into slavery. Not true. He can sign a year-long contract. Anyway, the next citizen brings her the charred remains of his daughter who was burned by one of her dragons. As a precaution, Daenerys uh, chains and locks her other dragons in the catacombs. In the Vale, Brienne and Podrick 
I always want to say Brian because that's how the audiobook says it. Anyway, Brienne and Podrick come upon Arya and the Hound. Brienne mortally wounds the Hound while Arya escapes with the coin Jack and Hagar gave her. Arya buys passage on a ship bound for Bravos. Meanwhile, in King's Landing, Cersei orders Kyburn to do anything to save the mountain. I thought that bastard died. Fucker. She confronts her father and refuses to marry Loras, threatening to reveal her and Jamie's incestuous affairs if she is forced to. Tyrion is released from his cell by Jamie, and later finds Shay in Tywin's bed and kills her in a struggle. He then confronts his father in the privy and shoots him with a crossbow twice before escaping the city with Varys. Okay. And we're done. Business, business done. Now, how did we feel about it? It's the season finale. Wah! <laughs> <laughs> Over so, so soon. Right? I think it was a very, very fitting season finale. It was... The, the the caliber that we have come to expect from this particular team, the writing was very good, the acting was very good. It tied up some of the lingering storylines while opening avenues for new ones that uh, we can only assume will be picked up in Season 5. I think the biggest thing is previous um, previous season finales were truly just putting a button on, on season events, and there wasn't a lot of action going on it was truly just summing it up and this one we got that but we also got the action we also got the story we also got like you said opening up avenues for uh, huge mysteries to be revealed later in the next coming season with Arya going to Bravos, with Tyrion and Varys going to wherever they're going the free cities we don't know which could be Pentos could be anywhere in Essos so we get another death, another name off of Arya's list. Uh, just, yeah, it's just, it was intense and it hit everything it needed to hit without just merely hitting it. Stuff happened still. It didn't feel, and, and this may be because I've read ahead, but it didn't feel like there were very many cliffhangers on this. There were definite opportunities for continuing the story. But yeah, nothing I agree. was really there wasn't left anything, hanging. There wasn't anything that put us at the edge of our seat to make us wonder, wait, you're ending there. Uh, we got a lot of closure, I think. Yes. To a lot of things. And I think when I finished watching it, I felt satisfied with that. We, they, they finished everything they were telling us throughout the season, which is what you need. But... We also, the story is not over quite clearly. There's very much more to come. Um, but I guess the biggest opening they left, I'm trying to think back across the episode now. I think the biggest opening was Arya on the boat. Well, you have Arya and, and Tyrion now on boats sailing to faraway lands. Very true. But my my point to not being cliffhangers is, you know, I know it's already been signed for future seasons, so I'm not worried about it. But I'm just saying, were they to end it here, their journeys could very much 
just as easily be, you know, and they sailed off into the sunset and lived happily ever after. <laughs> sure. Yep. A little overlaid you know? text and it was and it could be done. Yep. More or less. Yeah. So there was not like you said, there was nothing really compelling to draw you back in for season five except the continuing story. Yeah, we say that, but I mean, looking back between season three and season four, in the off season, the show picked up a million viewers. Right. You know, what are they going to pick up between season four and season five? Who knows? We'll know in a year. Yes. <laughs> Tune in next March. <laughs> Wait, any uh, things you wanted to point out, bring up, express, cry over? Well, let's see. The hound is put down. The hand has been chopped off again. And the whore is not leaving by the door. He's been thinking about this for about an hour and a half, mind you. (laughs) No. I only got to bed around like 1, 1 1.30, trying to figure this all out. What? We're we're definitely seeing that the... The um, honored position of the hand is, is is not a job that you want to take. It yeah. pretty much comes with a death sentence. I mean, John Aaron, yeah. Ned Stark. The only one who got out Tywin was Tyrion. Lannister. Tyrion only got out because he was an honorary hand, not an actual appointed hand. Ah, okay. Yes. See? He was acting in Tywin's absence. Yep, that's correct. But yeah, we've got three actors now who we know will no longer appear in the show. Charles Dance is gone. Shay, uh, I don't know the actress's name, uh, is gone. And the Hound, I believe his first name is, no, Ian is Jorah. So I'm not sure the Hound's actual name, but he's gone. Uh, Okay, but we never see the Hound die. No, but he says, if unless there's a maester behind this rock, I'm done for. True. Mm-hmm. Um, so unlike the mountain where, you know, we assumed he was dead, but no one really gave us anything to really, to really say one way or the other. This, at least, we, he admits to, you know, he, he he's not getting out of this one in his mind. And it's interesting when he pleads for mercy, you know, after all the back and forth that's been going on for the last several episodes, Arya walks away. True. I thought in the book she, mercy killed him, but I'm being told by others that that's not the case. Yeah, I don't think she did. Um, She killed him by leaving him there? Yeah. Now, I did read an article with Macy... Uh, and HBO and an explanation to the scene was that he, because he had asked to be killed, she wasn't going to do it. If, if he wouldn't have said anything, she probably in her mind, the character would have killed the hound, but because he asked for it and everything he was bringing up to try to egg her on to, to put him out of his misery was only giving her ammunition to hurt him emotionally and let him suffer because that does more damage to him than just hitting him where the heart is. 
So I thought that was real interesting kind of um, perception, conclusion, mentality of the character and that role. Very calculated. Very. And they expressed that too. And, you know, Sansa and Arya have actually had very similar journeys. Now, I just realized too in saying that, that we didn't get any additional Sansa story. But I guess where we last saw her, she's sitting pretty well. Right we now. didn't really need anything more than that. But they both have been taken under the wing of someone that didn't necessarily like and or trust originally. They both are learning valuable lessons in this world and then putting them into practice. Feel free, anybody, to jump in. Anytime. <laughs> anyone? Anyone? At any time. It's fine. Um, um, so what about the events north of the wall? I was thinking the exact same thing. I love how... I love the, the conversation between John and Stannis. Oh, God. The fact that he he points out who he is. He points out the sacrifices that were made for Stannis. Uh, and points out that, you know, if you want to do the honorable thing, my father, this honorable man that we both are, agree upon, would have done this, would have done that. Oh, and by the way, if he if he would have seen the things that I've seen, he would advise you to burn the bodies. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to know what's coming. I like the conversation between him and Mance Raider. It's okay. The giant with someone, the mighty... Um, it's like uh, Mac, Mac the Mighty. Uh. He went into where, and he went into your tunnel. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he fought Greg, the Glenn. farmer. Gren, Gren, Gren the farmer. Yeah, <laughs> and five other guys. But we want to talk about them. Yeah, that was very strategically left out of the conversation. Yeah, he's the ruler of the giants, and he was a farmer. Yeah, yeah, and I like that when they toasted. Mance goes Mac Gren, and John went Gren Mac. Mm-hmm. He changed, he, he reordered it for his own purposes. Uh, the mutual respect for Egret, uh, although with different emotions tied, I'm sure. All three of them, both uh, Mance, Snow, and Giant's Bane. Yep. Giant's Bane also uh, pointing out that Egret loved John. He wants to know how Much. Giant Spain would have come across that information. And it's pointed out that funerals are no big thing to the wildlings. But still, she deserves to be... In buried. the north. Yeah, in the north, the true north. Yep. I'm still trying to recall the association between John and Stannis. I know that we saw scenes of images in the flame that the real battle was going to take place at the wall and not for the Iron Throne, to which provoked Stannis to go to the wall. Um, and I realized that you giving me any more information is potentially spoiler for season five. I'm just merely saying it to say it out loud that I may have to do some more research and preparation for season five. There's some big events coming. Aren't there always? <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, see? 
That way I could say something without giving anything away. That's right. Stuff happens. Just stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. There's more stuff coming. Game of Thrones. Stuff happens. <laughs> that would be <laughs> Imagine that commercial. That's our new byline. Just... In a year. There's some sword fighting. There's some shadows in the alleyways. Game of Thrones. White stuff just, happens. Just blue eyes. Just Game of Thrones. Stuff. Done. It's <laughs> done. Like, like, we know you're going to watch it. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, speaking from uh, HMO, or HM, HBO. How about a Holy crap. Get it out, dude. Let's Jesus. Go, Damn. Wow. I'm thinking um, of my work. The hell. Did you have any complaints and or statements in regards to variations from the literature, Brad? Um, too many to go into all the details. Um, we the can't battle touch in base. the north. What's that? The battle in the north. Um, Mance puts up a bigger fight than he did on the episode. In season, um, uh, in this episode, or in the season prior, episode prior. No, in this episode. When Stannis okay. attacks. When Stannis comes riding in, um, he does try to resist. Now, do we know who those guys are? Because obviously I mean, they have to be like soul swords, don't they? No, they're Stannis' army. Well, they're Stannis' army, banners. but there was an episode when they were in Bravos talking about they don't have enough men, and they clearly get gold from the Iron Bank. Are we to assume that they paid for soul swords to flush out their... Their ranks, or are these actual loyal men to Stannis's cause? That's a good question. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was trying to get at there. Yeah, we can say that in the book, Brienne and the Hound, or Brienne. So I keep meet. saying Brienne. Brienne and the Hound never meet. Uh, yep. Brienne fights Biter and is it Rorsch? 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 Something like that. The two guys that attack the... That attack Hound and Arya. They never... That didn't happen. They actually fight Brienne on the on her quest. So because they changed that up, they decided to... Put them in all? Have a meeting of the girls. So there's a deviation there. Although I, I liked it. It kind of took two storylines from the book that were... Kind of on different paths and brought them back together. So I kind of like that they did that. Um, in the books, Tywin is shot by a single bolt from the crossbow, not by two. Okay. Was Shay shot by the crossbow or was or was or not? Do you recall? Um, I thought that she was, but maybe I'm just thinking of Tywin. No, I'm pretty sure she was strangled. Okay. I think that was close. That was following the storyline. Um, I want to point out that once in the books, if I recall, there was the hidden door in the Hand of the King, and Tyrion used that to visit Shay in Varys's chambers, which is why he knew about that pathway. In the show, they never went into that. Yeah, that wasn't very well explained in the show of yeah. how he knew where to go. Because you see him in the catacombs or in the dungeon, supposed to go up a certain level of steps. And then he says, no, I'm going this way. 
Yeah. And he wasn't expecting to find one of them, but he definitely was expecting to find the other. I did like the cinematography, though, that they did earlier in the episode where they had Tywin and Cersei talking and you had the Iron Lion behind Tywin so that when Tyrion is walking in the into the Tower of the Hand, they show you that same lion so you get an idea of where he is before uh, his actions take place. Mm-hmm. So. Anyone notice Tywin's turnaround after the first bolt? Yeah, yeah. You're my son. You're you're. Uh, <laughs> I respect that you won't die. That you fight for what's yours. But I got shot. Don't. You're not my son. Yeah, that was a nice turnaround. Or yeah. Not a nice turnaround, but a turnaround nonetheless. It was a one eighty. Well, it goes to show you his true, his true mentality, statements, feelings on it. He he was never going to. He the only reason he was giving Tyrion accolades was. The potential of salvation. Once that was gone, there was no reason to try to lie about, I wasn't going to let them kill you. You're my son. I respect you. And once he got shot, he realized that that was, that was pointless. I'm not getting out of this. So, Well, and he's always been a smooth talker and nobody ever stands up to him. So, yeah, you know, why would this be any different? Just kind of talk his way out of it. And... It's the Lannister way, really. Yeah. Until he gets shot with that first bolt. Okay, well. The Lannister's way with their gold. His bluff was actually called this time. And he was holding nothing. Did, uh, I know Wade noticed, but did you notice this was the same crossbow that was used on another certain whore? Or two? Yes. Or two? Yeah, they did a good... It's Joffrey's crossbow. Yep, they did a good job with that. They zoomed in and showed the... The lion crest at the front of it. Didn't even need that. I'm like, do you, you know, that, that's the crossbow. Do you notice the hitching mechanism? Yep, Wade there? saw the like, reloading boom. mechanism and knew that right away. Yeah. I felt good. Yep. Little callbacks. Little, uh... I believe that was consistent with the book as well. I think that's... I think so, too. The one he used in the books. Yeah. What else? Um, Tywin, not knowing that... Uh, Jamie and Cersei were getting it on. Or, or lying to himself so that he wouldn't have to face it, I think is probably more it. Like Cersei, or like he pointed out, he says he, he doesn't believe Cersei. And she replied with, yeah, you do. You you believe it, but you just don't want to admit it. He's trying to protect the image of legacy more so than the legacy itself. Um, that that scene is another one of the ones that is embellished for the show that that conversation did not take place in the books sure there's a lot of stuff with Cersei unless I'm getting ahead of myself but I remember a lot more events revolving Cersei that haven't happened yet now maybe again my timing is off from when they do actually happen maybe we'll see them in book or season 5 but uh, I remember there being some key factors at the Sept and um, uh, between her and Marjorie. But well, what happened to the Sand Woman? Sand uh, Oberyn's woman. beauty. Because like, after he died, like we have not seen hide or hair of her. But she probably went back to, to uh, 
Dorn. I mean, she's got no reason to stay in King's Landing anymore. Mm. She wasn't necessarily a hostage. They had no reason to kill her. Speaking of someone who doesn't want to be in King's Landing anymore, Varys. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> I didn't really pick up on that the first time around in that he seemed to be willing to go back to King's Landing until the bells. Until all the bells ring and he maybe realizes that that's not the best course of action for him. It's time to leave. Yeah, maybe go back to home sweet home, which is interesting because earlier in the season he's talking to Oberyn in the throne room and Oberyn asks what's he want and he looks to the throne. So the fact that he is okay. if that's truly his goal that he's now abandoning it for more or less the sake of Tyrion is kind of interesting for a man who seems to operate with no compromise. I mean, he does the best for, in his words, the realm, regardless of who it hurts, whether it's Ned on the chopping block or, uh, you know, at the trial for Tyrion, he is a witness for Cersei and, yeah, and not on Tyrion's side. turn. I mean, he's damning Tyrion one way, then saves him the next. I mean, he's always the sly one. Yep. You know, only, what's it called? Only beaten out by Baelish. Brad, did we lose you? No. Oh, okay. I heard a click on your end, so I wasn't sure if it cut out. Yeah, I mean, it really is getting it, the feeling that Varys and Baelish are really the ones that have been pulling the strings yeah. with a lot of this stuff. Everyone else is just pawns on their chessboard. There's, Which there's, is weird because they're the quietest, most reserved characters. That's always that one thing, isn't it? It's never trust the silent ones, the quiet ones. Yeah, yeah. You got to watch like, the quiet ones. And it's like Peter said in episode what seven or eight, something like that, about uh, if you if you never let anyone know what your motives or goals or agendas are, then they'll never suspect you. Well played. Yes. They have pulled it off beautifully. And we are also back with the mountain who is lying in the Grand Maester's laboratory slab table. And yep. And we got Kyburn. Kyburn's the same one who patched up Jamie's stump. Okay. Um, for those who aren't sure who was expelled from the Citadel due to his inquisitions into maybe darker practices than are normally permitted. So he's Yeah, it doesn't go into a whole lot of detail, um, or it hasn't so far. We do have that, um, that cliffhanger where he said uh, the mountain will be different Cersei asked, will he be weaker because of it? And he says, oh no, but oh no, he'll be different. And I was like, alright, so that's yeah, so something to he, watch out for. Does he go straight psychopath? Does he, he turn into Frankenstein's monster? What's going on with That's what I was thinking. Is he some abomination kind of thing? What's going on? Yep. I mean, if anyone's going to become that particular archetype, it would be the biggest one there. Yeah. Could be interesting, and unfortunately we've got roughly 42 weeks to wait. 
<laughs> Mark your Ooh, calendar. That was harsh. I know. I'm sorry, but someone had to do it. Uh, that, that was just mean and uncalled for. Uh, no. Blame HBO for that one, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky for us, we've got, um... Well, True Blood is airing on HBO this week. I think it's this week. Falling Skies on TNT starts this week, so I've got a little bit of a distraction. Alrighty. Yes. I don't think those will last for 42 weeks, though. No, but then Walking Dead will be on in November, and... We'll survive as we have in the past. Yes, we've done this before. And we'll do it again. By that time, we'll be like, oh, Game of Thrones is coming back. Sweet. <laughs> What's the show about again? <laughs> we, we I don't do remember. I don't hear. I, I hear it's not that good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's too much violence, I think. It's just not yeah. appropriate. Anyway, um, without us trying to really hunt and search for things to talk about, I think it's safe that we stop here. We thank everyone for listening to us for the past 10 weeks on Thrones, and we hope to see you again next season.